One of the things that impresses me most about Damon is his ability to adapt to change and implement new marketing and selling strategies successfully. SEO, marketing, and now AI are dramatically changing the way that we market and sell online. That's why we're hosting our listing strategy workshop to teach you everything you need to know about selling on Etsy from a seller with over 25,000 Etsy orders. Visit thelistingstrategy.com and sign up today and get immediate access to our pre-work that will get you up to speed before class starts on May 23rd. See you in the workshop. Hey y'all, I'm Damon Oates, founder of Deco Exchange. Who else has heard that crafting is just a hobby? I turned my love of crafting into a thriving multi-seven-figure company, surrounded myself in an amazing community, and met some amazing business owners along the way. I'm here to show everyone that makers mean business. Melissa, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little about about what you do? Yes, uh, my name is my actually my name is Melissa. Everyone knows me on Facebook as Melly Mel. The name of my business is Sincerely Creative Mom. I um I I make wreaths. I teach people how to make wreaths. I actually, in my mind, I make a lot more than wreaths, but <laughs> my Etsy shop actually uh, reflects that. But um, I make stuff. You make stuff. You also sell stuff, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 I always forget that part. Yeah. So Melissa, how did you get started? <laughs> um. Well, I got. I actually got started before I met you, and and it was just like two seconds. But I started in 2015. My sister-in-law made a wreath and I I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then she sold a few and then I was like, wait, what? And so I kind of took off from that. And then I packed everything away. Um, we were moving and I had to pack up my craft room. And so I just kind of like fell to the back burner. And then in September in 2017, I found this dude <laughs> making wreaths and it just started it just bloomed from there. But I've been crafting my whole life though. So like if it was invitations or birthday decorations and all these kind of things, like started my whole entire life. But in September in 2017, my life changed. <laughs> Can you believe it's already been almost three years? No, no. I keep thinking <laughs> it's funny you say that. I was like, man, it's gotta be about a year and a half by now, like that I've really been going. And it really hasn't. Like I really have been going since for th- almost three years. That's crazy. It is crazy. So has your business always been as successful it is as it is today? No, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and what did you do before uh making? Um, I was, so I have a lot of, a lot of chapters, but right before I became, I started my business, I was a, an accounting manager for a, um, van, oh, this is going to sound so funny, but for a van leasing company, you could say a van, a van rideshare company. Um, and I had a staff, I was numbers and graphs and, and spreadsheets all day was like I was actually excited that was my job like I enjoyed it um but yeah that has totally changed (laughs) I think it's funny how many of the makers used to do a technical background um a lot of people always say like it's always one side of your brain or the other and I think a lot of us proved that wrong yes that's yes yes I heard that somewhere that you're either one or the other and I'm like how could that be? I'm totally both. I totally have both. <laughs> so Melissa, what motivates you to be able to keep pushing through the struggles of having your own business? 
Um, do you have any influential support or something that you keep going back to that keeps you grounded? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the I'm. This is probably going to be my my most consistent answer through this whole thing, um, or through this whole interview, rather. Uh, my kids, being a mom and having kids and raising kids and being home with my kids is every single moment. I dang it, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. Every single moment, it's like the thing. It's my thing. It's my thing. It's my why. It's my every day. It's my morning. It's my afternoon. It's my. It's my. I do all of what I'm doing and I, don't get me wrong. I'm having a blast doing it, right? Like totally having a blast, but I do it all so that I can actually live and do my dream that I've dreamed forever and ever is just be home and take care of my babies and raise children. Um, it's a very different look than I always thought it would be. <laughs> I'm very busy doing that, but that's my, all of it. That's what I go back to. It's what I, when I'm struggling and I'm having a, really bad day or an overwhelming day I always go back to like I'm doing this this I don't want to go back to corporate America I'm doing this get yourself together Melissa you're doing this yeah and for those who don't know or who don't know your story um you just recently changed your business name from sincerely creative to sincerely creative mom um why is that um last year we were um well short story Last year in September and then in December, we were able to finalize the adoption of our two children. Um, my my business name, I have reasons that I wanted it to be sincerely creative, but the, there was part of that. Uh, part of that was the M and it didn't fit when I made my business name. It just didn't fit. And so I left it off. And so now sincerely, I'm a very sincere person and then creative. I just wanted to be you know, broad, but mom is now, tr it's part of my everything, it's part of my everything. So I, I felt like I had to add it. Like, I felt like I had to add it. It was, it's part of me. It's part of my brand that we keep talking about. Like I had to add it. And it's not only that, but it's also your community. Like your whole community is sincerely creative moms. Like that's what they do. That's who they are. I mean, some are grandmas now, but they're still they all play that same role. So they connect with it immediately. So if you could go back to when you first started online, uh, with everything that you know today, is there anything that you would have changed? Yes. So I don't know when I started your coaching group and, and I don't know when I actually started, but I know I didn't start right away. Right. I know I didn't start because honestly, I'm going to be real honest. I just thought like, Oh, I watch him enough. I can totally do, I can totally do it. I have taken notes. I got this. I can do it on my own, but a coaching group is a totally a different level, right? And like all those things that I thought that I could do on my own because I was, I felt like I was so versed in the Damon style and all of the, not just you, that by that time it was like, it was a lot of people. I thought, oh, I got, you know, I don't have to pay for that. And once I started it was like whoa like you should have you should have stopped a long time ago and just made that investment um so if if I was starting brand new if I could listen to someone say hey truly you need to do this not because I'm selling this to you but because it's going to actually benefit your business I would have joined a coaching group you know a lot a lot sooner 
And you're in our, uh, you're a coach in our creative coaching group now, and you've been in our business group for almost two and a half years, I think. And, and you know what, at first I thought like, and I just, I mean, I, I know you are who you are, but I, I just feel like I have to be like real, but I just felt like, I just, I can't pay for something that I'm not sure, but I was sure. I, I was sure I knew what I wanted to do. I just thought that I could do it without. And I, and and it doesn't have to be you. I mean, you have a coaching group, and but there's so many. There are others that do, right? Like, I connected with you really well. I I enjoyed listening to you. I watched your success. Um, I just wish right when I very first started. In fact, I wish you had started doing this in 2015. And like, I just think of all that. Like, well, man, what if he was doing it then? Or what if this was a thing then? And like, where would we be now? Yeah, because your your I mean your creative business is gonna hit five figures yes. this year, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you think about it. Oh yes. So now honest moment. Yeah. You ready? What is one myth about you or your industry that you want to debunk? Oh, this is good. Okay. All right. Number one, <laughs> I don't have endless energy. Like <laughs> I get really excited when I'm talking to people and when I'm on lives and I I everyone everyone's like oh i wish i just had part of your energy or i could just bottle up i wish like i'm i'm i swear i am not always like this i do have quiet moments i do have moments when i'm not talking and i'm down and i'm just in my zone and in my moment um so that's number one but there is a number two like legit i also want to say this so many people like i'm reading on all of the um a lot of different groups and like, Oh, the market's so saturated. It isn't, it is not saturated. You need to know where to be and how to market yourself. And it's not saturated there. Like it isn't. And, and I'm just going to go one step back and my coaching groups (laughs) remind me of that and tell me of that and reinforce that all the time. So if you think it's too saturated, just because you're seeing like, you know, 200,000 followers here or 100,000 followers here, that doesn't mean anything, right? Like, it doesn't mean anything. There's room for you, I promise. Yeah, I think one thing that's important to point out about that is the way that Facebook works. So Facebook shows you what you interact with. So if you interact with a lot of wreath groups and a lot of wreath pages, you're going to feel like the market's saturated because that's all Facebook's going to show you. Yes. But if you walk across the street and talk to your neighbor, I bet you they see something else on Facebook. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's it's one of those things that it's a, it's a mind game. Oh, for sure. for sure. It all goes back to that imposter syndrome. Yes. And I will like to add that I it's it's nice to know that because as you were saying that as I was listening to that podcast, that episode, like I just kept thinking like, for real? Like he thinks that way too? Like there's no way he's like so successful and has built this empire like he has those feelings like really that's kind of like reassuring it's good that's good for me like i know that's not a good thing but i mean you felt those feelings today yes getting ready for this podcast yes oh my god yeah you know i mean we all experience it at some point multiple points over and over again Mm -hmm. so for someone just starting out what are three tips that you would say they must do to be successful. Okay, I'm going to go back and say again, invest in yourself. I can't help it. You have to, like you have to. If you if you have followed somebody, watched somebody, have thought, oh my gosh, I could do that. If that was one of your thoughts, I could do that. 
invest in yourself. Be honest with yourself. You know, can you do that? Yes. I mean, it can be done. It's going to take time and persistence and things like that, but invest in yourself. Give yourself the gift of time. Do it right away. That's number one. Number two is keep focused, right? So many times I'm like here and there and all over the place and I'm up and I'm down and I'm going and then I'm taking a break and you just keep focus. If you keep like keep your future where what the next step maybe you're not there yet maybe you're not ready to take the next step but if you take if you keep that step in your in your on the forefront stay focused you you will progress like you will you will progress and the third one is to be patient with yourself oh my gosh like so many times this always has this is going to go it's this is going to coincide with like don't compare right don't compare yourself but you have to be patient with yourself. You have to. If you start comparing to someone else, that other person may have a full-time babysitter. They may have, you know, their kids may be older than, and they're out of the house. And like, uh, you just, I think about it all the time. Oh, I should be able to do this. And so-and-so is doing this. And so-and-so is moving on to this. But I can't every single time I do that. Like, I have to run my own race. And I learned that from Coach Fancy, actually. Um you have to run your own race. You're in, you're in the race with yourself, not anyone else. And when you start to compare, you know, you, oh, people are running by you and you, they started, you know, after you and it doesn't matter. Their, their progression is going to be different than yours. So you have to do that. Invest in yourself, keep focused. And what's the third one? Be patient. <laughs> so for someone like you, who has a lot of balls in the air. You always have little squirrel moments. Do you have some tips on staying focused? I have some new tips on staying focused (laughs) that I'm going to, I have been implementing in the last week and a half. Um, So in my old job, I used to have, I used to be very precise. I used to have a calendar and a planner and I used to live by it. It was my thing. It was the first thing I did in the morning. It was the last thing I did in in the evening. I had a checklist So if you are like me and scatterbrained and trying to do so many things at once, like I, you know, Tammy tell me all the time, you you gotta, you gotta get a list going. You gotta get a list going. I'm like, yeah, I got it in my head. But truly these last three days, just three, and I know that sounds crazy, but it is just three. I have gotten so much done. Like, and I just keep thinking like, where did my time go? Like, what was I doing before this? And all these other things that I was doing, but um, so make a list and start checking them out. Even if it's a big list, have your daily list. Oh, I want to do this by the end of the month. Have those lists just so that you can see them all. And then you can start to organize yourself. Yep. I literally, the first thing I do every morning is take out a sticky note and I wrote down and I write down, um, the things that have to be done today and things that I would like to get done today. Yeah. And I make sure they're all done before I walk away. There you go. But it, I mean, it's good to hear, you know, like, a busy mom can still do this as long as she sticks to some type of list of things that she needs to get done. Yes, absolutely. And I take full advantage. Don't even think for one second. I take full advantage of nap times. I take full advantage of, we have a strict, you know, not that sounds horrible, but we have a bedtime routine that starts every day at a certain time. And I know that it's getting a little, you know, not so clear as what time that is, but, but, you know, we have, I know that I can work on my business at certain times of the day. I And at first, 
at first I wasn't a mom. So I had all that time in the beginning. And now, like, as things got more permanent and things shifted around with fostering and all, like, I just, I would be waiting for someone to pick up, you know, baby mo number one. And I would be like sitting in the car writing my next post. Like I just, you know, just find, you just find those pieces, those moments that you can work. And I just thought about something like your business is not just online. You also sell in a local boutique, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Do you have any uh, tips on how to find a local boutique, what you look for in those boutiques? Mm, yes. <laughs> I'm working on a, I'm working on a quick um, ebook on that. Um, Are you? <laughs> I haven't have it written down. Um, make sure it's close to you. Okay, so for me, if it's far, and I've had a couple, I've been in a different couple different scenarios, a few different scenarios. So if it's far for me, I'm a mom, and I have to go and drop off new material or, you know, new product con consistently, like, that's a pain when you have to drive for an hour, and you're going to be there for so long. And that's a pain. So have it close to you, number one. Make sure, so this is a big thing for me, make sure if your item is listed on Etsy, that you have permission with your um, with the boutique that if it sells on Etsy, you can go there and grab it. Or if they sell an item, they're going to quickly by the end of the day or, or you know when they get a moment, they're going to let you know, hey, the big fall with the welcome sold today. OK, so I want to have the opportunity to have it in two places. I want as many eyes on it as absolutely possible. Right. And then number three. And a lot of people, a lot of different places may have their own rules. But number three is I want my name to be in that shop. My It's my product in that shop. I want my name to be in that shop. Whether it be, you know, my my each individual item has my, my business card with my name on it. Or, you know, my business card is just at the front where if someone says, hey, who made those wreaths? I want that shop to say, you know, if you don't see anything here, she also has online too. Like I, I want to make sure that that part is a good fit. If you, if they're very strict on not wanting to give out your name and not wanting to promote you or that's just, to me, this is not like the best partner you want to be, you know, doing, doing work with. I would agree with that. I mean, you don't walk into Walmart and see all the price tags covered with the the names on it, right? Right. Walmart is happy to hang a huge sign that says we have xyz in our store come yep. get it mm -hmm. absolutely so you want that to be a partnership and not just a wholesale company basically yes absolutely yep so the other thing that i would add to that is if it feels like a uh, garage sale when you walk in you can't put your quality pieces in there right so that was one thing that was just always a red flag for me if i walked in and there were used uh, tennis shoes for sale <laughs> probably not a place I want to put my product. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I was in a boutique where half of it was a resale and like a resale, like women's clothing. And then half of it was, uh, it was all set up really cute, but it like people were mostly going there because they knew it was resale. And yeah. that just. And so in the store that I'm still in, one of our friends, actually, <laughs> she did resale stuff. She would go buy clothes from Goodwill and stuff and bring it into the shop and pair it with the handmade jewelry that she made. And she would sell the whole outfit, but she still sold it at high end prices. And the way that she displayed it was high end. So it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a bin with yes. stuff. in. It. Yeah. 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 That I could see, I could see that would, that would work. And plus the people that are coming there for that sort of thing, like 
they're looking for a whole ensemble, right? They're looking to spend a little more money, not just two or three dollars. Right. So if if I want to sell a two hundred dollar wreath next to a pair of fifty cent sneakers, it's probably not going to work out. So if you walk in and you don't want to take your credit card out, right? Yes, that's true. All right. So with all the things in the community and the environment right now with Corona and all of the the craziness, um, what have you seen in your online business in the last few months that have surprised you? Well, the very obvious, I, I, I feel guilty about it too. We've been selling and selling and selling and selling. And I, I, um, I, never expected <laughs> i never expected to drive by a you know a, a, a brick and mortar and see their doors closed and feel guilty that i was doing well i never expected that but here i am like people are home they are you know they might have extra money some people are still working they're front working from home and now they still have extra time because they're not spending all their time running all over the place like People are shopping online. It it has been, and then this is also going to sound horrible, but it has been good for us. Like, and plus, I'm able to reach more people, you know, who are home, and you know, my lives are are my in- numbers are increasing. But it's because more people can get online, and like, not only is my wreath business, you know, reselling business, you know, increasing, but I know our coaching group is doing so much better. Like, and not so much better, but but doing well, right? Like people can see that, you know, they're home. Maybe they are furloughed for a day or they are working less and have less of an income. And um, they can see that they are, there's other places to make money. Yeah, I would agree with that completely. Um, our When it first happened, I was like, oh God, what's about to happen with our business? What's about to happen with our students? What change is this going to make for our lifestyle right now? And what it did was we actually increased sales by almost 400%. Wow. Yes. That's fantastic. I mean, it was insane. And it's and the sales are still higher. And I had the same reaction when I went to my friend's stores and I saw my friends with brick and mortars who were struggling. And I was like, I tried to tell you. I tried to help you get online. The importance of selling online in today's world is crazy. Mm-hmm. If you look at like huge stores right now that are on the verge of bankruptcy, they're shutting their doors, they're closing down, they're not coming back from Corona. And it's because they didn't have an online presence. Yes. And just going back one step, that's, I mean, it's not saying that you can't be in boutiques and things like you can't have a brick and mortar. It's not saying that it's not, but, but during this whole thing, you've like the importance of adding that online space and being a being having the opportunity having the um you know ability for people to shop with you that way oh you're shut down today oh it's okay our shop's open like you know being able to adapt has def is definitely what uh corona has been (laughs) we've been teaching a lot i think it's the the ability to grow an online community yes yeah if those brick and mortars would have put a little bit of energy in nurturing their people online and not just in person they could have easily switched to hey guys we're going to do a live walkthrough sale today call us we'll be here all day here's what's in stock so true so one of the people that i follow um who has um a brick and mortar at first it was it was slow for them to get moving and now i see them all the time live and 
I, they've revived themselves. Like they weren't, they, they did have an online presence, but it was, it was not consistent. And now I see them all the time. <laughs> I see them so much that like, I even want to shop there. I'm like, what are they selling? Like I'm finding myself like listening to their lives and stuff. And like, like you just, being able to transition and 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 you know plus when you have a brick and mortar you in most cases especially when you're a small business you already have a very consistent customer base you already have that and just getting them to say hey you're in conversation you know you're standing at the desk and you're talking for them for two or three minutes when they're checking out hey do you have facebook hey follow me here you know we got lots of stuff going on there you know even getting them to do that first like so that they're already there is so important First, like an email list, anything. Yes. Just some way to talk to your customers. Yes. Uh, there's one lady that I see on Facebook all the time who was never on Facebook. Um, she has a little resale shop or a consignment shop. And she started hers by when Corona first happened, she was doing a daily morning like prayer or Bible reading for her community. Nice. So she made it very targeted. The prayers were her for like her local businesses, her local people that she knew so that her local people would show up and look at her page. Yeah. Because she knew she didn't want to ship. Oh, yeah. So her whole message was, you know, today we're going to pray for our, our friends at the store next door. So that her community felt invested in what she was doing. Yes. Smart. Very smart. Little small tweaks like that will go a long way. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So Mel, with all of the ups and downs and the struggles, is the whole thing worth it? Oh my gosh, yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. I would do it again in a heartbeat and I, I would make changes along the way, but holy moly, yes. It's totally worth it. This is absolutely. So do you have any, uh, you kind of mentioned a new ebook possibly coming out. So what other big surprises do you have coming for your audience soon? Um, I don't know if I have, oh, well, not really a surprise because I've been talking about it a while now, but I do have, it's not at this very moment, it's not technically up and running, but I do have sincerelycreativemom.com, um, a blog coming out. <sighs> I'm so excited about it. I can't, I can't. I'm so excited about it. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about fostering. We're going to talk about being a mom. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about DIY projects because, you know, my husband can't stop doing those. Like, I'm I'm so excited. I just even I found myself last night writing and I'm like, wow, this is really long. It should probably be a blog, but I'm going to keep writing. <laughs> um, so that is is coming soon if I would get myself together and write the rest of the stuff I got to write. Um, and it's not also not a surprise. So we are doing Quick Win Weekend. I'm, I'm, it's not a surprise. It's already out there. I'm so stinky excited about it. I can't even contain myself. I know that so many people are doing like events and we have Wraith Makers Live and we have retreats and we have all these things. But finally, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of one of my own and I'm super excited about it. So that we have that. So what is Quick Win Weekend? Um, so uh, Quick Win Weekend is... Uh, Jackie from the Fancy Front Door, Tammy from Polkadot Co., and myself, Melly Mel from Sincerely Creative Mom. We are doing um, we're doing a quick win weekend where the three of us are going to do each of us are going to do one recorded tutorial, um, a showstopper, big huge thing, right? So that number one, so that folks get to see a recorded tutorial. Not everybody, you know, not every, a lot of our audience isn't in a group, and they're not. 
um, seeing a recorded tutorial on a regular basis. So we wanted to give them that luxury. Um, and by the way, we wanted to make it super big so that, you know, their, their recorded tutorial has a lot of steps and they can see all these things and record and go back. So we have a recorded tutorial, um, three recorded tutorials, and then we'll be live doing a, um, each of us will be doing a, um, a quick win design um, tutorial. And then each of us are giving our a quick win business tutorial, which I'm so excited about mine. I can't even take it. I can't wait to tell everybody. Um, and and then we're going to do a Q&A. So three recorded tutorials, three live design tutorials, three business tutorials, and a live Q&A. So if a listener wanted to find out more information about you and what you do, where can they find you online? So my favorite place to hang out is Facebook. So you can find me on Facebook at Sincerely Creative Mom. Um, I'm on Etsy, Sincerely Creative Mom. Instagram, I'm playing with. We're at the very beginning stages. So I'm just, and I don't even think I changed my name over there yet. So it's probably still Sincerely Creative. Um, and then soon, super soon, is going to be SincerelyCreativeMom.com. So as always, we have one last question. It's our signature question, Mel. Can you tell me what being a maker means to you? It means I get to be a mom. I know that sounds so, when we talked about it before, you're like, just don't overthink it. I'm like, okay, well, the easiest, the, the, the answer, the answer, being a maker to me means I get to be a mom. It's in the most simplest way. I would have never went down this path if I didn't, if all the things didn't align the way they did. I would have never, I know myself, I would have never done this. I would have never done this. So being a maker means I get to be home with my kids and I get to I get to contribute to our stinking on our our family and our income and I get to be a part of that and feel that sort of importance in our family and I get to have so much fun and meet so many new people and and try my hardest to inspire even though sometimes I can't find my own words and I get to do all of that and I get to be a mom I get to be here and do art projects with my kids every day if I want to. I get to go outside and play on the new trampoline. I get to do all of those things. I mean, I make things. I'm a maker. I make things. I Scrapbooks and birthday decorations and wedding invitations and all the things that I started with. And right now it's wreath making, right? But I've made all of my life and I've always had the same response like everyone would say, you missed your calling. You should really do this. You know, this is your thing. And I would always say the same thing. You can't make money making crafts. You can't, I would say the same thing. I might say it differently, but I would say the same thing. And then, and then I was lying to myself. I was totally just lying to myself. You, it, you totally can't. And so because I am a maker, I get to have the time to be a mom. So Mel, some people may not know your backstory and I think it's truly inspiring um, it's one of our favorite stories to tell. Do you want to go into that at all? A little bit of the mom story? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So my husband and I got married in 2012 and we wanted kids. Like all my life, I wanted kids. Even before I met him, I just knew I wanted kids. That was, that was it. And we started right away, you know, trying the right way. <laughs> It just didn't happen. Um, and we went into serious fertility, um, infertility. Um, we went into all the drugs and all the procedures and all the things and all the things. We spent an enormous amount of tears, countless dollars. I can't 
we just tried our hardest. And I was thinking about this other day, actually, on my way home last night, yesterday, and I was thinking, man, I, all of those things, but I was so stressed along the way. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what procedure it was. It didn't matter what was going on, but I was working like 14 and 15 hours a day. Like I wasn't even letting myself like try. We were trying hard. And when I would have to go get another shot and it would be time for me to leave and it was going to be billing. And I knew this other report was due. Like I just wasn't letting myself just relax. And everyone kept saying, just relax. It'll happen. Just relax. It'll happen. And I kept thinking like, really? I have a job that's like crazy. And I worked this many hours. Like, how can I relax? We had some bad things happen along the way. We had a um, couple of miscarriages and we had, I had to have surgeries and it was just not good. And so finally we got to the point where we we're just like, okay, like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't anymore. I just have to like, give it to God. I, I just literally got to that point in, in our journey, both of us, both of us, we just had to stop. We just had to stop. And we moved, we bought a house and we moved. And right after we moved, I found out that I was losing my job. Like I wasn't even going to have a job. And so, um, you know, we bought our house based on my, my, my income. I had a fancy income. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my job. I worked hard and I, I was paid for it. And so still at this point, after we moved, we still, we still didn't think that we were going to go back to the, the fertility doctor. We just, we just actually, we just didn't talk about it. Aaron works for our city or our county and he started with CPS and then he was licensing foster, foster licensing homes for foster care. And so that was the first time ever, ever that we have even considered foster care. And still I said, like, like fostering is demanding. You have to be available for appointments and, and visits with the parents and the attorney and the workers and the social workers and all oh, the um, early on learning and the early on, like you have to be available for all those things. And I knew that we, that I couldn't, I was, I had this job. And I knew that if I was going to get another job and, and, you know, work that I wasn't going to give myself that time. And my, I was working from home. It was the end of my job. It was in September. My job was ending January 31st and, um, in February. So I found you in September, right? This had already, this had already started percolating. And that's my favorite stinking word. It just was in my head, it was just going like, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. And I knew, okay, so my job is ending. I had moved North an hour. I knew that in the new city that I was in, I was not hundred percent, not going to make the salary that I was making before. Right. And so in my head, I'm already thinking I'm going to have to have a full-time job and maybe I'll get a part-time job at Hobby Lobby. Like I, that was what was going through my head. I'm not, that was serious. And so then I, I mean, I found you and I just kept thinking like percolating and just kept going. Like I could do this. I totally could. I totally could. And then in February, Aaron was actually on loan back to CPS and he had a really bad case. And, um, you know, it took us, it took us both to our knees. And that was the very first time Aaron was working on the bath on the, we were remodeling our bathroom. He was in the bathroom and he comes out of the bathroom and he says, um, and he's, like just you, his face is red he's been you can tell he's been he's been sobbing and he's like I think this case is the reason we should we're supposed to become foster parents there was a kid that was involved and like we knew that 
the the chances of us being able to foster that exact child was very slim to none just because we we didn't we didn't start anything and that was it we didn't have another conversation about it the very next day Aaron woke up he called the um you know we couldn't be licensed through our county because Aaron worked for our county so the very next day he called the people and they were out the following week and we were filling up paperwork and it just all like went and I would have never ever ever agreed in my own head not even agreed with Aaron but like with myself I would have never allowed myself to do that if I had a full-time job I wouldn't I mean I know I'm not saying that you can't because I know that there are so many parents out there there are so many foster parents that um are doing it and rocking it and have and are able to do that but my brain isn't like that I knew I would have wanted to give more time and then I would have just been angry with my job that I couldn't do that and so like you know when they say like all the stars aligned like I swear like that's what happened it was just like I wasn't supposed to find a job and I had interviewed and did great and and you know I let some things pass and honestly at a certain point I like let opportunities for a real job like I say in air quotes real job pass me because I knew I knew I didn't want to go back to corporate America and so there we are. We're in 2018. In February, we started the ball. And then by January, or no, by July, we had our license. And then we had our first placement. And then we had our next placement. And then while we had our second placement, Addison Grayson came to us. And then here we are. Like, it just all happened. It was an honor to be able to be there and watch the finalization of the adoption, for sure. I, I, I having someone who change the course of your life be there for something else that's going to change the course of my life again was I can't even I knew that it was a big thing for you and Parker to take time out and just be there not not as your friend like as someone who was part of your community even just that sort of level of dedication like just was the icing on the cake for that day it was just awesome awesome I love that story it's a it's um it's amazing to hear you know, that being a maker has absolutely allowed you to take this journey that you really wanted your whole life. 100%. 100%. If I would have, if it would have been, if I would have not, okay. If you would have been this like superstar, I can't help but say that. I'm, I'm sorry. So I'm not trying to like toot your horn or anything. I'm just being real. Like if you wouldn't have had such a strong um, path already going I would have been like oh yeah he's trying to make it and you know and then it just one thing after another snowballed and I'm like I can totally do that I can totally do that and not going back to work and having the belief that I maybe maybe I really can do this like that in itself allowed me to make the decision to foster not that I was making a lot of money because that wasn't the case in the beginning but you know it just it just allowed me to have the time and i love it so mel any last words so many people say oh i i, I haven't been able to get started because i don't have a business name okay so look i sat with a stinking spreadsheet and a dictionary in a thesaurus and i was pulling out all the words that i could possibly think of and i wanted to use my grandmother's initials and i wanted to use all three of her initials s m c right I put so much thought into it and it just, it SMC didn't fit. So I just, okay. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna do sincerely creative. 
right? So, but now I've changed it now, sincerely creative mom, but I put all that thought into it when it was just supposed to just, it can, you can change it. If, I mean, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be such an, such a huge thing. Just start, pick a name. What is it? What's your name? Damon? Okay. Damon's designs. Boom. Done. Let's get rolling. Like, don't let that part hold you. I was asking my friends and I was like, Hey, texting them. Hey, if you had to describe me and my business, what words would you use? Don't just don't just. Absolutely. That's one of the biggest things I say too, is like it, it no one is going to remember what your name is if they don't remember what you do. So if they can describe your business, it's so much better than worrying about what your name is. Yes, absolutely. Totally. All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging out and listening to us today. And we will be back on in a couple of days. 